Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lawrence under center, play fake, half roll to the right, being chased. Deep ball, oh, he's got Zay Jones all alone. At the 20, at the 10, Kelvin Joseph finally caught him, but after he carried him into the end zone, Joseph beaten like a drum. <laughs> Brad Sham on the call. Brad will join us at 8.40 this morning. Ugh, that was a vicious double move that Kelvin Joseph fell for. Man, they made Zay Jones look like Jimmy Smith or Keenan McCardell, Bobby Belt. Good Lord. Three touchdown receptions? Are you kidding me? Three touchdowns? A lot of people felt like the game kind of turned right there with the momentum. Zay for 59. That made it 27-17. Dak throws the interception on their own goal line. And then it felt like the dam broke from there. It's it's the Green Bay game all over again. You have a, you know, two touchdown lead and then you get beat by Zay Jones slash Christian Watson and you go into overtime and dumb mistakes. And it's just, man, it's a frustrating showing from them in general. And it's tough because there was so much to like about the game. Like, Here's the deal, and I know the fan text is going to light up about this one, and that's fine. If y'all don't want to be rational about the performance, I that's fine. Yeah, I, I understand the frustration. That was the best game Dak Prescott's played this season. He was very good yesterday. He had a better QBR than Trevor Lawrence. He was really good yesterday. I mean that that wheel route. He was route, really he, really good. That wheel. No, I, I I'd say he was he was bordering on great. He was he was really on that wheel route. That's he why threw. I said two reallys. No, I know two reallys is closer to great than really. That's good. That's what I'm saying. Like like I'm, I'm I want to go even further, but like the wheel route he threw to Hendershot was yeah. the best pass we've seen him throw this year. And we're talking about like honestly, my frustration a lot of times was that there seemed like moments where it's like you're. You're too committed to the running game, like, like almost at times. And then there were times where they decided, like near the end of the game, where it's like, why are you passing? Run the ball. And so there's just not a lot of consistency with the field again. But I thought, like, overall, Dak was really, really good. And I know people are going to kill him for the two interceptions. One, Noah Brown dropped it. Two, that wasn't a great pass. His arm was hit. That's why the ball sailed. But, well, like, okay, in general, I, I don't think that was a great throw. I didn't see his arm hit on the first one. It was. We, we, so, we were, we were like, literally in the press box. Our seat was, like, directly in line with him, and we saw the defensive end disengage from Peters and hit his elbow. Peyton, did you see it? Did you see Dak's arm hit on the goal line Not until there was, like, a replay on Twitter that I saw afterwards because I was, I was getting ready to flame Dak on that one, too, then I But you checked. did see it. I did see it, yeah. And you feel like it got hit enough to contribute to the ball sailing that much? I did, yeah. Okay. All right, well, that makes me feel better because otherwise that was an inexcusable pick. Awful, awful interception, but I'm going to take y'all's word for it, but I still, well, I won't. I'm going to 90% take your word. I want to <laughs> I want to go look at a replay. I've got to see it for myself. There, there's 10% still that you're just being a dag, uh, a dackhead. A dackhead. People <laughs> said Bobby will defend it somehow. It would explain it more than Dak making that decision because, again, you get the interception issue. Nine interceptions since week 10. No one else in the NFL has more than five. That's why they call him Nine God. 
for his nine interceptions. That would be Tony Romo. But look, oh, I guy. I agree with you. Star up to Dak Prescott, and I don't have any hesitation in saying that whatsoever. First half, 15 of 16 for 137 and two. He had seven incompletions the whole game. Seven incompletions. I had no doubt they were going to go down the field before Noah Brown screwed things up and score and, and kick a field goal. He already had a game-winning type drive and throw to Noah Brown where he spun left. That was a fantastic play. That was on third down, too. Yeah, so third and six. Dak was excellent, outstanding. And you know I'm not the biggest Dak lover, but as my T-shirt says, fair as F. <laughs> you got to you gotta give props. And I was willing to fight this fight a couple weeks ago, the Noah Brown deflected interception that people blamed him for, which you were dead wrong about it. It was not on Noah Brown. This one is even more of an easy case to be made. It's There's no debating. That pick to Noah Brown at the end was Noah Brown's fault. If you look at the replay, take the time to watch it, look at the still shots, and see the ball in Noah Brown's chest, not his hands, in his chest, and still figure out a way to blame Dak for that, you are the worst type of political follower I, that I, I can't take. <laughs> you 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 have made up your mind. You're dug in, and you refuse to change no matter what. You hate the guy. You hate the guy, and nothing that he does, he could win four straight Super Bowls, and you would not admit that you were wrong. That is on Noah Brown. Period. No debate. It's not interesting as a topic. It's not 50-50. It was in Noah Brown's damn chest. And the excuses that I saw made to try to blame Dak from the Dak haters. Oh, he should have thrown it away. Okay, so if Dak throws the ball away and you punt and Jacksonville kicks a field goal, you're, you're fine with that? You weren't able to stop Jacksonville whatsoever. Oh, it was a wobbly ball. Oh, it, it was low. Noah had to get low for it. Dak was off platform. Oh, I got a platform tweet. He's not Pat Mahomes. Stop throwing horizontal with your feet. Y'all, you're reaching. You, you sound desperate and you sound clueless. That's on Noah Brown, and I'll take phone calls on it if you want because it was in his chest, period. Stop. Ooh. Stop. You want me to be even-handed and give you one big problem I had with Dak yesterday? Does anyone disagree first? I want to get this out of the way. Does I that- I. I hope not. We'll watch the fan. Although, see, you know what? We had uh, one from the uh, the 816 said that uh, star down Dak Prescott. Can we once and for all say he's our biggest weak link? That was their takeaway no, from Kelvin the game Joseph, yesterday. Kelvin Joseph is your biggest weak Gosh. link. Gosh. Kelvin Joseph is your biggest weak link. But here's Dak afterwards explaining the two interceptions that Noah Brown later take, took, took credit for, took blame for when it came to the last one. Yeah, late in the second half, uh, was trying to throw it to Dalton um, uh, and kind of got grabbed from the back at the same time as I was throwing. The ball just came out of my hand, obviously high. Um, yeah, unfortunate. Um, and then in, in overtime, uh, crossing route, was throwing it low on purpose uh, and just wasn't able to, uh, to make the play and the connection between us two and obviously tips up and guy makes a great catch right there above the ground and ends the game. Jesse Holly confirming. I'm like, Jesse, be my receiver. What do you think? He said that is on Noah Brown as well. But may you expose yourself if you're blaming Dak for the final one because you're just, you're trying, you're reaching, you're searching, you're desperate. You're trying to figure out a way to spin it. 
and you lose football credibility. You, you lose your football card for today. You just do. Now, where I will blame Dak, actually, let's hear you blame Dak for something once in a while first. I, I will. Before I do that, do you want to hear the, the fan text that is blaming Dak for that? Yes. Okay, we got the 214. The problem with the interceptions is that there's always an excuse for Dak. Uh, that 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 normally is the case. Like we do run to figure it out and build our case depending on what side we're on. It's like a, it's a it's like a legal battle. But we want to get it right, right? Yeah. So like we want to know if there's miscommunication or things like that. I just think that's trying to get the answer. Another two one four. Uh, Noah's a third string wide receiver. You don't put the game loss on right. that. Let me let me let me address that one real quick. Okay, because I I got a few of those. Not one person, not one person throughout this whole damn game said anything but praise for Noah Brown the whole game. He was clearly their second best receiver. It ain't Michael Gallup, who y'all try to tell me was a one, Michael, RJ. Michael Gallup's a problem. It ain't, it ain't Michael Gallup, who y'all jumped me, David Hellman, when I was trying to have trade discussions about him last year. Newey Scruggs on the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm naming names today. Woo. Uh, I'm naming names today. All you Michael Gallup lovers, I heard Broadus give him props for a good block. In the post. A good block. Otherwise, poof, gone. Disappeared. So not one person. Y'all were saying Noah Brown is going to keep Odell out of here. Y'all were saying Noah Brown is going to keep T.Y. Hilton on the bench. He had six for 49 and two touchdowns and the game winner at one point. And now you want to try to be hindsight 2020 fan and say, who's not clutch? Why is he in that situation? Who else do you want him to throw to? Who else do you want? It ain't going to be Gallup. Is Washington even on this roster? It ain't going to be that bust Jalen Tolbert so far. So stop trying to act like you were being a Noah Brown hater until the last play of the game because I'm calling you on it. I'm calling you on it. He was the second best receiver. He's had a fantastic season. He's been extremely dependable. He was not at fault for the interception. Uh, I can't remember the team it was against, whether it was against Houston or Indianapolis. I believe it was Houston. That was not on him either. Stop. Stop being 2020 hindsight fan. It's BS. 469, it's not Noah Brown's fault. The game shouldn't have been that close. This is on Dak. Uh, we have the uh, 817. Dak continues to underthrow, overthrow running receivers, and two passes to Noah. He had to slide and go to the ground, even get his hands on it. The ball, uh, Dak, great game, please. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of Dak hate this morning. All right, let, uh, me, let, me, let me blame Dak for something, or I want to question what okay, happened. Okay. So... Amongst the Tolos, when, when I put out the poll question, who are you blaming the most? I think they actually got it right. Defense number one. Well, you scored 34 points and you lost. What, what happened? Where's, where's Micah? I thought Micah guaranteed, oh, give me another 14-point lead. I won't blow that. That'll never happen again. Where's, where, where's Micah at? Is he commenting on other quarterbacks they're going to face two weeks from now? He got more stuff to say about Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia? He got a political campaign he wants to support. Where, where's Micah at with all his talking? But 40% said it's a total team loss. 36% said the defense. 16% said Kellen. So let, let's talk about the third and 10. Okay. What was the original call? Do we know if Dak checked out of that? Because if you go back and look at that pass, the ball was actually thrown out of bounds. Like, it was so off. I'm disappointed in Dak from a decision-making standpoint. And two, the play wasn't even set up to be executed and caught on the sidelines by Noah Brown. He threw it up. I believe the ball was out of bounds. Did Dak change that? 
Was that the original call? What did Mike McCarthy have to say? Because uh, people it, are furious with Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy and blaming Dak for not checking the room. Mike McCarthy did not specify if the call was changed, but the way that he discussed it was that it sounded like he wanted to throw the ball on third and ten because Newey had asked him, "What's the thought process of you guys throwing it on third and ten instead of trying to get them to burn the timeout?" And he's like, "Easy decision. You're trying to win the game." He's like, "Let's just get the first down and end it there. Let's not even put the ball back in their hands." And so. I understand that. Here's my thought. If it's such an easy decision and you're trying to end the game, then don't call it like you're trying to run out the clock the first two plays. Yes. If that's the case, then yes. then really go for it. Really try and pick up the first down. Let's go through the sequence, right? Because I think it's very important to go through time and timeouts. This is game management stuff here. This game management, which I don't think McCarthy's been truly tested with this season. Final drive in regulation. Jacksonville had three timeouts. I figured out how to read the timeouts on the screen finally. Aww. So good for me. So proud of you. Jacksonville had all three. Cowboys on their own 38. Up three with a minute 28 left. You got a three-point lead. You have to run on first down. You have to. I can hear Tony Romo saying it right now. So they lost three on the first carry. Second and 13, Jacksonville burns a timeout. They have this run to Tony Pollard that kind of looked weird. Timeout. So it's third and 10 with a minute 20 left. Do you definitely hand off the ball and force them to burn their final timeout? Play conservative, which gets criticized as well. Or, and McCarthy said that, he said, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Or do you go ahead and pass and try to pick up 10 or more? And the Cowboys went with the pass. Uh, I personally would have liked, I, I go more conservative than RJ. RJ would have been sitting in here saying, I love the aggressiveness. Uh, just go ahead. I don't care. Uh, I would have liked for them to run it. Jacksonville burns the final timeout. Instead, the clock stops with a minute 13 left. Jags have one timeout and they get the ball back. Yeah, After and- a play that wasn't even close. Like, it didn't even have a chance. Yeah, I I was not crazy about a lot of the play calling yesterday. I think people are furious that it was like a bomb, too. You know what I mean? If it's like a six-yard completion underneath, at least you keep the clock running, but they went went for it. And I'm okay with that throw, literally the actual throw, like the trajectory of the throw, if that's to CeeDee Lamb. Because CeeDee, like, I'm sure what Dak feels like is you're pinned to the sideline. What you're going to do is you're going to use your leverage and then kind of separate, and then turn to the sideline and catch. Noah didn't do that. Noah was falling back. I think what the expectation would have been is if that was CD, is that kind of separate, extend, and then turn to the sideline and catch. Noah tried to catch it falling backwards, and it just didn't work out that way. That's the difference of throwing to Noah Brown versus CD Lamb. The play that I don't think we're remembering enough, where I think Dak deserves some criticism, third and three with 532 left in the third quarter. They had gotten the Duran Bland interception, and Dak throws that, double coverage throw to Pollard, which was close. He dropped it in there, but it was Noah Brown had run a drag. He was four yards. That would have been a first down. It was a tough angle to throw it because there was a defender's face, but Noah's there. Throw the ball to Noah. I can defend it, but he saw a big fat D tackle on Tony Pollard. Like there was literally a a D lineman. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was, (laughs) I thought you were quizzing me on whether it was a D or D tackle. It was a D lineman on Pollard in coverage. I think Dak was feeling it. As he should have been. I, I can kind of defend that. He's like, if if we get this, it's an easy touchdown. But Noah Brown was wide open. Again, that can be hindsight, right? We're looking at the overhead, all 22 from the coordinator booth and saying, this guy was open. 
But I think he saw that big D lineman on Pollard, and he's like, "That's that's totally touchdown. fair." I just know sitting up there in the press box, I didn't even see Pollard. I was watching the play develop, and I was thinking, first down, he's got Noah. He's yeah. gonna just dump it to Noah, and he. I was like, "Oh gosh, okay, this is where we're going with the ball." All right, let's continue. Star up, star down. You know, if you wanna if you wanna have some six twenty phone calls, let's change it up. <laughs> Not just eight six twenty. Peyton will answer, and we'll put you on eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. 877-881-1053. Why am I sitting here defending the Cowboys and Dak Prescott this much uh, when I say This is wild. I know it is wild. But it's the overreaction of the fan base. It's like, it's these crazy mood swings. Makes me feel like my high school dating relationship with the bipolarism. It's like extreme. If you want to hit us up, let's do it. 877-881-1053. And did Jerry say Odell's definitely coming? Next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 